You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, this is Dory Berenstein. Welcome back to part two of our adventure behind the curtain with the prom music team. Our guests today are Tony-nominated composer Matthew Sklar, music supervisor, award-winning orchestrator, and co-executive director of ASTEP, Mary Mitchell Campbell, and music director and conductor Meg Zervoulis. Let's dive back in. I'm thinking about when the cast album was recorded mm. and watching was so fun. watching Meg conduct. Oh my God, it's the best. That was like, so, great. so great. Meg was a rock star in those sessions. A true rock star. Truly. I mean, we were, everybody was blown away. I mean, everybody from Sony, you know, everybody was blown away by watching Meg run that room because mm-hmm. we decided that, you know, really we wanted to be in the booth and let Meg just run the session. And she did it brilliantly. And I cannot believe that it was your first, first time. First time, I know. I mean, that's remarkable. <laughs> Honestly, Meg, it's remarkable to me because it, everything was done so efficiently and 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 clearly. And if there was something that needed to be addressed kind of with the clock ticking, yeah. you did it, you know, in as Calmly few, and as few and words quickly. as possible. Yeah. And some people panic in that situation. Mm-hmm. And you were cool as a cucumber and it was just it was astonishing we, were, we kept going we, we, kept, we kept like smacking each other like she's so good she's we were so happy yeah it was great that, no, it was really great back cheering yeah it was really cool well, it was, it's interesting talk about how this wasn't it's not uh, we didn't just take one day and knock out the cast recording it would it happened yeah it was phases. a process which it i think was good and yeah. i thought i think that it was for so many reasons we worked out great but you know in in terms of figuring out when and how and where and and also the music as this was happening was continuing to evolve you and sure. chad were were, yeah, we were still working to work yeah. and so that that adds to the complexity of everything yeah absolutely it was absolutely. it was a big puzzle but it all yeah it all but it all worked together. out and the album is i think really great i think it turned out really well i think it represents the show really beautifully and just the actual performances that we got out of everybody are really strong so I'm glad that, that that will be there forever, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And the cast that that uh, you guys got to work with and create music that Beth Level could hit out of the stratosphere. Yeah. And, Unbelievable. And, you know, how, yeah. how you all of those, all shape our, it yeah. around the talent that we had, which was crazy. Yeah. W- one take Brooks, right? <laughs> one take Brooks. That's right. Did he I, did he really only do Barry's Going to Prom once? I think it's that we took And the we first did a safety. One. Yeah. 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 yeah like his the performance on the album is first take. We did a second one just for safety, but the first one was like <laughs> electric. And we were like there it is. We got it. 
<laughs> thank you know thank yeah. you Brooks. Yeah, and and uh, I'm thinking about opening night of oh. the prom. <laughs> Oh, oh, what a saga. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. From, from the vantage point of the three of you, talk to I me I mean, luckily, Matt was a little... I mean, we, we sort of... I mean, he was... You a, guys protected I, me, I think. Yeah, well, first of a all, little bit protected him. A massive snowstorm. Yes. Epic yeah. biblical Basi- snowstorm. Yeah, basically that's what happened. Out of nowhere, a massive snowstorm. Not predicted, really. Completely crippled the city in a way that was com- completely impossible to move. And um, and we learned early on that we were going to have some challenges with some of our musicians getting to the theater in the midst of crippled city status. Um, yeah, New Jersey was basically shut down. Yeah, the roads were literally shut down, and people couldn't get get to New York. A lot of people who were coming to see the show couldn't come to see. Yeah, the show. a lot of friends and family and airports were closed. Meg's family. Your mom my made mom it. made it. Um, Brendan didn't, and your agent. My my, your my agent didn't make it. My parents missed Act One. My they took them five and a half hours to get twenty seven miles, and they got there at intermission. Thank God, so they were able to enjoy the rest of the night. But oh my God, it was crazy. It was crazy. But these, well, we I had, didn't know. I didn't know exactly what was going on. We had like a little one. One of our situations, we had fair warning. Yeah, that were thirty we, or something. Yeah, we sort of knew kind of early-ish on that that one of our musicians was most likely not going to make it. He threw up the white flag relatively early and said, "We're in trouble," and so we scoured around and found a sub to be at the theater ready to go to, to sight, play opening to sight, night to sight read <laughs> to sight read opening night <laughs> to sight read opening night sounds really crazy when we talk about no, it. No, if you look yeah. back at that, like it's amazing that we got through the performance. Mm-hmm. It um, really is. And then, but then our, one of our other players uh, was, we, we just thought that maybe they were going to make it. And so we didn't, we didn't really call the sub in early because we thought it was going to happen. And so what ended up happening was like the show started without them. Yeah. He arrived during dance with you. The sub. Yeah. And that was because I was texting with a player that was in the traffic jam and texting literally every read player I knew in the city saying, "Do who lives in Midtown? During Act One. This like was in during the Act One. Next during, to my mom. Yeah. See, I didn't know this. I was, now I'm yes, I was next to, I was next to Meg's mother and Ted's family. Pretending Ted everything Arthur. was fine. I was like, I, and everyone, I was like, yeah, no, it's great. And I'm like, Ted, <laughs> madly texting people being like, who, who, who do you know? Like, SOS. I heard you, every, you, you borrowed someone from Mean Girls. No, I, I had everyone at Mean I got everyone at Mean Girls to start texting as well. Oh, God. I had them like I was like scour the city. Like I need to find a warm body that can come in and play right now, um, and sight read like now. <laughs> for o- for opening night of a Broadway musical, <laughs> and, and we had no sound guy, so we really couldn't start. Until oh, that's another thing there. that didn't happen. Our sound person was, and that was the reason. Forty five minute delay. Forty five yeah. minute delay. I remember when I finally knew what was happening. Um, I was kind of just walking around calmly because there's nothing I could do. Mm-hmm. And I and I was walking down the aisle and I saw Mark Shaman sitting yeah. on the aisle. Yep. And I let him know what was happening. He's like, how are, how are, are people, how are you so calm right now? I was like, I, there's literally nothing I, I can do. And 
So I was just kind of walking around in a bit of a daze. Mark Shaman was watching me text as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You, you, were, were you sitting with him? I was sitting yeah, with, you were sitting him with him as well. I was surrounded by people. Live like, oh, theater. my God. Live yeah, it was theater. insane. And, you know, and we started the show and I knew we were down one. One player. One read player because we only have two read players. So I could tell when we were down one. And then, uh, but I will say for most of the show, I, I didn't notice that because they the players came in, especially you know I mean it, it was and I don't know how you Megs Rulos was the biggest rock star ever ever ever. If you can cite me for Isaac Stern and you can get through that performance, you guys can <laughs> know, do anything in your lives. But she she was so calm and so like and there were some really interesting bumps in the road. Everyone pulled together. I thought yeah really they really did the whole band during the scenes. Like our associate Ted, who's marvelous, left his room, ran over to the bass room, yeah, talked was teaching the bass player how to play the next song. I mean it was it was amazing. And the the woodwind player who eventually showed up, who actually. Um, used to play with Buddy Rich. I mean, he, he's like <laughs> yeah, legendary, amazing, amazing not exactly player. a theater musician, but could, you know, do what we needed him to do. The um, His section mate, uh, Julie, was kind of teaching him, uh, you know, between every scene, just frantically teaching him the next few charts. I mean, it was it was heroic. It really was. And it we was just stayed on the microphone through the whole night. And my mom, I remember after, seeing, after the show, she was like, wasn't that an amazing audience? And it dawned on me that it was such like an emergency panic mode that I... I can't even tell you if the audience clapped that night because it was it was just you were the in most shocking The audience experience. was it, <laughs> it was they electric. had no idea. No, it they was, had no idea. It was completely seamless. It was a magnificent night. It sounded incredible. Yeah. Nobody had it any did. clue. Yeah. And one thing that was also amazing with the delay um, is that as we were leaving the theater, the reviews had come out. So we knew that we had gotten great reviews. So it was such a beautiful night because usually you kind of have to wait. But we were in the theater when when they came out, and that was like also something I'll never forget. That was thrilling. It was so thrilling. That was really yeah. thrilling. Well, that, everything about that was such a crazy experience. <laughs> and I had no idea any of that went on. I like for a few weeks, I think. I don't think I really. We we didn't. We told you some of it. We just didn't yeah, tell you, you all of it because it wasn't really useful. Yes, <laughs> and I'm so glad I didn't know. I was like, I want him to have some fun, <laughs> which well, I did, and I thank you for that. But even going back further, I mean, we <laughs> we, we were in the Long Acre Theater, beautiful, magnificent theater, which we we cherish and adore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it isn't a house that's known for musicals, <laughs> and so I I oh. taught tell me all about another thing I stayed out of looking at. At the pit for the first time and realizing there's no oh, way the orchestra can fit We were into talking it. about this yesterday. Yeah. I was re- remembering this conversation because I showed up with Meg. And yeah, we, we had a few walkthroughs with Howie. Yeah. And, and, Aaron. and I remember walk, walking in and I was like, okay, so yeah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> People were like, well, it has to work. And I was like, that's be- I, I appreciate you. And what you're saying. But this <laughs> pit is the size of a bathtub. And I'm not, we can't fit nine players yeah, down here. Yeah, and I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm totally on board with, like, we will figure something out, but but this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, you physically can't do it. Um, yeah, it was one of those situations. And then we, we figured, it figured it out. Figured it out. Figured I it mean, out. it was very it creative. There yeah. were some very creative solutions that occurred. One of them being the way that Meg's rig is set up, which is my favorite creative solution. The Lofgren swivel, we call it. It's made by one of the house guys at Longacre. And it's this amazing, very sturdy swivel contraption that the keyboard lives on so that a, a body could 
go up to the podium and basically enclose themselves in. Um, yeah. It's pretty astounding. The keyboard actually swivels out. <laughs> That's so great. She climbs in and it swivels back. Yeah. And we're sitting on the audience floor. So they remove two seats from the first row, from row A, basically. And that's how we were able to get the extra kind of square footage to make the plan work. Yeah, so we ended up with five players in the pit. Uh, a keyboard two is in Meg's dressing room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then drums, bass, and guitar have rooms in the, in the basement of the theater. Well, I'm just so glad they ended up in the building. Correct. Yeah, yeah seriously. To As opposed else. to somewhere else, yeah. Yeah. Because that was a possibility. Yeah, we were trying point. to think, like, can they be, in the, are they going to be in the boxes? Or yeah. we have to, like... We got, we were, we were, there was no stone left unturned. <laughs> yeah, we were going we to figure it out because <laughs> we had situation. to. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Well, isn't it true when you, when you were conducting the number for prom at the Tony Awards this year that you were conducting from the fourth floor bathroom at Radio City? Yes, that's the way they that's do it. That's how they do it. And luckily, I had seen her just do that one year prior. <laughs> and, and to go back to the cast recording thing, yes, that was an amazing experience, but I had just witnessed my mentor doing it eight months earlier. So I was like, taking notes, taking notes, uh, taking yes. notes. <laughs> right on. That should be um, mentioned. But yes, it's conducted in a bathroom, and it's glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> well, career highlights. <laughs> what, is there a moment um, in the, the creation uh, of the show? In, in whether in, down in Atlanta or subsequently when there was just a number that was really hard for, you know, a variety of reasons to land from your perspective, I also from that. your perspective. Um, I remember um, always liking the song Unreally Heart very much. It meant a lot to me. Um, but Casey Nicola was always felt there was something missing from it. And we went through all of our development process. We went to Atlanta um, with it, and the song worked. It worked, but he said he wanted it to soar and thrill. So while we were doing our lab right before Broadway, um, we decided, all right, we're going to attack this. We're going to figure this out. We're going to mm -hmm. figure this out this morning. So uh, Mary Mitchell and I went downstairs to the rehearsal studio that was a floor below where everybody else was. And we just said, all right, we're going to figure out what this is. And Casey kind of, kind of gave us a guideline. He likes to kind of, kind of sing what he's thinking in his head. And then you kind of try to you know, make musical, you know, make uh, music out of that. And so we kind of got the shape of what he wanted. And we just had to make that work. And Mary Mitchell and I just 
went back and forth and created that vocal arrangement. And we, we, I remember we were trying it and he's like, almost. And we went back downstairs, try it again. Almost, almost, almost get it. And then finally we got it. We got the version that's in the show now. And as soon as we got to this big acapella chord that happens, every single person in the room was just sobbing, including us. Mm -hmm. It was really emotional and we felt like we got it. And finally, um, Casey was satisfied. And, and I realized that's what a great director does. You know, he pushes something and he says, it's good, but it needs to be great. And mm -hmm. it's not there yet. And I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I just, I, I know that this can be better. And so we just put our heads together and we, we made it happen. And I'm so glad because now that song is really probably my favorite in the show because I think um, it tells story and it's very emotional and it's reaching our audience in a kind of a profound way. I'm, I'm, I've been getting, you know, letters on, you know, at the theater and, and through social media about how much, how much that song means to people. And, you know, it, it's, it's very meaningful. And I think all the work and the back and forth that went into it um, is ultimately very satisfying because we pushed ourselves. We put, we really pushed ourselves on that one. We did. And it was, uh, it was very gratifying now that it's there. I think it's one of the most satisfying, musically speaking, moments every night for all of us there. Cast, band, crew. I mm. mean, it's just, there's something just, it's a perfect mathematic science yeah, and moment. Yeah, and John Clancy made an amazing orchestration that's so anthemic and beautiful. And we only have nine players down there. Yeah. And the sound that's coming from that band and from those kids on stage is really astonishing. It's very moving. And, you know, I, I get... Goosebumps every time I see it, and I've seen the show a lot, and <laughs> and uh, it without fail, it really it always moves me every time. I remember the first time I heard it, uh, and I was I was sitting out um, watching the rehearsal, and I made a note: Kleenex sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Because <laughs> it was just like overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and uh, you know, record breaking goosebumps too. Absolutely. It was cool. And, and this, the other challenge, I mean, the other challenge, three bazillion challenges that you guys face throughout the creation of the show. But this is not a simple score that you guys wrote. Um, it is so complex, and it's different musical styles. Yeah. And so having clear voices and how you bring those voices um, to life in different ways with a very limited orchestra, mm -hmm. as brilliant as all those mu musicians are, is must have been ridiculously challenging. The choice of instrumentation kept us all up for Ooh. months. I mean, because if you make the wrong choice, you're stuck with it mm -hmm. and you really messed up. So we, I can't tell you how many versions. So many and, versions. And, and, and what, you know, how many scenarios and what's the best one. and. You know, it, it was so difficult to figure out because of the limitations. And we knew that we, we, we understood the limitations and we had to stick to it. But uh, nine is a very small number for this score because yeah. yeah. it has to live in two worlds. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like we did ultimately make the right choices. You know, the, the two trumpets versus one trumpet and trombone, I, I fought for the two trumpets and I think it was the right choice. Um, I wish we could have had a trombone as well, but not having a single trumpet, I think, adds 
um, added a lot to the orchestration the sound, yeah. for the Broadway sound in a way that I think helped us. And we, and we just had to, what's, what's the least um, what what has the least liabilities? What what, what is the instrument? But we really played that out. I mean, I think we talked about that stuff for for and, months, I mean, months, six and months. hours and hours. And, I mean, long conversations. Yeah, yeah. And our orchestrators, you know, they uh, they they you know probably had different opinions on what it should be, and we finally honed in on it what it what it was. But it was a long discussion. It was a long discussion. But you, you also found musicians that play so many different instruments. Yeah. I, right. I, it's just extraordinary. And yeah. they're very so adept at styles. Yeah. yeah. So That's what we, you have to do on Broadway. You have to be a chameleon of styles mm -hmm. because your every show is going to be different. It's going to have different, you know, uh, different, you're going to have to be, have different, uh, yeah. you know, you know and what we I mean. Were, and we were very careful about the choosing of those people, oh, which yeah. was also quite collaborative, mm -hmm. yeah. I think, with us and, and our Musical coordinator Howie Joints. Yeah, yep. and you got a great group together, and also good people, like really great people. great people, and and such great people that that supported the the cast recording. Scott Rizet and and uh, yeah, and Scott Farthing, Scott for everybody Farthing. from Sony Masterworks oh Broadway, they're amazing, mm -hmm. and they have great ears, and they really believe in the show, and and uh, you know, and also we were able to enhance the orchestra for the cast recording. Thank you to you. Yes, and I mean that that. If we had our dream, we would have had 15 in the pit. That would have been great. So at least on the on the cash recording, you know that it 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 that dream lives. It's it the dream Yay. lives. <laughs> and and when we license the show, we're going to license it yeah. with 15 because right. that's what you know because some theaters will be able to accommodate that, and that will be great. Mm -hmm. And and you know going forward, looking to the future, there's also uh, uh, figuring out what prom on the road is from your vantage point, you right. know, and, and what that means. And then, um, uh, the movie coming up, right. Uh, and potentially new music, which is very exciting, uh, yeah. to be determined. And, um, you know, so many other things that, you know, it lives on and in, in will be, you know, owned by, by schools and universities and cruise ships <laughs> all <laughs> over the place, uh, forever, which is so great. But, uh, before we wrap up on this, I wanted I want to talk for a moment about um, the fact that you all give back so much and do so much beyond the work that you do in the community. Um, Matt was just recognized by the Dramatists Guild with an, the kind nice. of most extraordinary award, so unbelievably deserved, um, the Frederick Lowe Award, which is given Yay. to one composer every year and recognized for your incredible <laughs> achievement. Um, and that's, you know, voted on by your peers. And yeah, so, that was that was the best part about that. I yeah. came, it came out of nowhere. They sent me an email and and it's it's voted on by the council of the dramatist guild which is like you know you look at that list of people and it's pretty astonishing so that that meant the world some to me. of the previous winners not too shabby yeah my god yeah no and yeah. I, it's everybody you've ever heard of it's crazy yeah yeah well you belong on that oh, very thanks. well deserved oh, thanks. <laughs> um and meg you're also um uh, a professor and you, you're very involved in arts education and giving back in that way, and that's an amazing thing. Yeah, right. I took uh, one and a half years off right now, but I'm a, an adjunct professor at Montclair University, so I do um, collegiate kind of music. I was a school teacher for many years, and I um, do a lot of work with music and autism. So mm -hmm. those are my kind of extracurricular, non-musical things. 
And and the uh, extraordinary work you do, Mary Mitchell, with ASTEP is just changes lives all over the world. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about right. What you so do. I have a second career, <laughs> which is running a nonprofit called um, ASTEP, which stands acronym for Artists Striving to End Poverty, which is a global nonprofit that uses the arts to work with underserved children um, in mostly the United States and in the New York City area in Florida little bit around the U.S. and then in Africa and India. And so I've been doing that for about almost 15 years, which is crazy. It's amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. It's really extraordinary. And so many people in the Broadway community are involved in supporting yeah. it. We've had lots of um, Broadway performers go to India or go to Africa or work here in, in you know New York City working in a homeless shelter or um, the juvenile system we have a lot of different programs working with a lot of different kids but basically using the arts as a way of teaching them to imagine going to college and imagine getting out of the cycles that they're in so everybody when after you're done listening to this podcast you have to go to <laughs> a step what is the what is it's the a step.org a step.org and read more about it and make a contribution because it does uh, extraordinary work um, so final question for you guys this has nothing to do with music. I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> so the prom ends, and we have Trent becoming a school teacher. We have, you know, happiness with a prom happening for Alyssa and Emma. Um, who knows what's going to happen with uh, Dee Dee and uh, the principal? Um, what is the sequel to prom? What is the sequel to prom? that we'll be working on together in just a few years, I'm sure. <laughs> Everybody's looking at me. <laughs> What's the sequel to prom? Um, I think I think Barry and Dee Dee and Trent write a musical about their experience. <laughs> and they star in it, and it's called The Prom. I don't know. I don't know. Very meta. Yeah, very meta. Very meta. Very like meta. That. Very meta. I don't know. <laughs> I think Dee Dee moves to the town, and she, she gets it. She decides to stay. Yeah, Dee Dee opens a community theater. She opens a community theater. Yeah, that's what it Trent's is. Trent's teaching in the high school. Exactly. I love it. What happens to Barry? I think Barry... Um, I think Barry, I hope Barry... Calls his mom. Well, yeah. I want Barry to call his mom, absolutely. And I hope he finds love. Yes. Mm -hmm. He deserves it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you guys for being extraordinary. Thank you for being role models to everybody in the community um, uh, in the work you do, but also the work you do outside the community uh, and for being just the most extraordinary human beings. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for thank having you for us. Doing. Thank you for listening to Deep Dive Broadway, produced by Dory Berenstein, edited by Alan Seals, and special thanks to Bia and Brittany, who are fabulous. You can find me at bpn.fm slash deepdivebroadway. My Instagram is dory.berenstein, which is B-E-R-I-N-S-T-E-I-N. Please subscribe and leave lots of fabulous comments, and check out my website at dramaticforces.com. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.